Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. It's your patron saint of stunning, Sean, and I'm alongside Britain's only true champion <laughs> right now because Zack Sabre Jr. lost in the G1 A Block Final. So, David, you're representing everybody in Great Britain. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 considering I, I've had a very busy for 24 48 hours and you've just laid that on me, I'm still trying to take that in the, of how... New Japan have booked that, so I, I, maybe that will register in the show. I was on a high after the Cowboys' magnificent win last night, which I, was a delight. After uh, London is still reeling from the worst two, uh, the worst two NFL teams in the world, bar none, any in any franchise, being sent to London to play out to play out a thriller as well on, on a time when nobody, even Londoners, didn't want. I'll watch it but yeah no i'm good mate thank you it's been a bit of a mixed day and i've run in from the school run to record this so if the first five or ten minutes are up and down i really apologize ish let's just go ahead and go over to the 76 questions this week it's time for the stunning six questions all the whys and what have they done now hopefully david and sean can Okay, Churchill Cup champion David, your first question this week. Worst wrestling kidnapping, Samoa Joe and TNA, or hit roll from this past week, NXT 2.0? No, I've got to be honest. I've seen the hit roll one. Well, I've, seen, I've obviously seen the Samoa Joe one. It's got to be TNA. Sorry, um, NXT. The NXT one, because everything NXT does is bad. Although, Dud Dud is going to really intrigue you this week. But... No, NXT, Hit Row were awful. Absolutely awful. There is nothing, there is no redeeming features to anything they do. They could come and knock on my door and give me $1,000, and it'd still, they'd still do it not very well. It was just so interesting to watch that angle, and you're just watching Swerve Scott just walk along, listen to his music, and literally his crew is getting attacked from behind, and he turns around to only get to, lay, to be laid out. And you're going like, oh, this is the crew that's going to SmackDown. Yeah, I want to be kind of hype for these people the thing is right you're right in what you say but the smackdown writers will consider that no one has ever seen that they will consider that that has not gone on that didn't take place in the wwe universe that was just what it was so it didn't exist hit row when and they they, they might not even go into into bloody smackdown with their names because let's face it you know there might be another jew drop in the outfit <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Main level WWE is this a crapshoot at the moment. However, I've found something worse than that this week, but that's still to come. Okay, standing question number two. Was A-Kid the right person to be Dragonoff's first challenger for his UK title? Oh, good question. That is a belter. To be fair, Sean, that's a belter. Um, oh, and do you know what? I hadn't even considered that. I just, I like, NXT UK is one of the highlights of the week at the moment, along with AEW. Um, and... I was just happy to see the match. I hadn't even considered whether he was the right right challenger. I tell you, I would like to see. I'd like to see um, Rampage um, and Dragonoff again, and I'd actually like to see Shah, the new Shah Samuels versus Dragonoff again, because Shah's dropped some pounds. He looks good, but he's still got the character. I'll be honest, I hadn't considered it. But yeah, I've got no problem with it. The match was great. Match was great. But you'd expect that from the pair of them. David, this will be interesting for me to tell you, but I didn't enjoy NXT UK this week. I thought it oh, was wow. whole hum. And the match between A Kid and Dragonoff, I was like, oh, okay. 
and that's what led me to asking if he was the right challenger. So yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. Okay, so we're moving over to stunning question number three this week. Was it the right decision for Okada to lose his match right before facing the final challenger, Jeff Cobb, in the B-Bot final because he lost to the other member of G.O.D.? No, no, it wasn't, no. Um, the G1 booking, you normally can trust Gato to book cleverly, solidly, whatever you want to put. And for some reason, it's gone strange. Um, you, you know, we've just off-air discussed about Zack Sabre Jr.'s and, and I don't get that, and I'm going to have to have time to look at that and digest that. And this is another thing. I mean, I really don't know what to say. Um, no, it wasn't, in my opinion, is, to answer your question. I believe the only reason they did this loss with Okada was to make the main event between Cobb and Kala more, like, dramatic in their eyes as Okada must beat Jeff Cobb because he cannot advance by draw in the final. And who in their right mind would have a draw in the final? I don't know. I, I I think Gato would. I think Gato would. I don't think that he's he's that's beyond him. Um, I, I'm more thinking now of the connotations of the final of who do I, I want to see versus Ibushi. Hart says Okada. Head says um, Jeff Cobb. Yeah, but if you do Ibushi Okada again, you're basically doing Wrestle Kingdom over just like maybe nine months later. Yeah, and what's your point? Maybe it's just me. After, I, want, I want something new, and I'm thinking, hey, Jeff yeah, okay. Cobb, or hey, after, after the other night, I'd watch Danielson and Omega again. Or hey, I was the one going, hey, Zack Sabre Jr. to the final. Remember, I was the one booking that. Yeah, both of us, both of us, Gato's robbed us. You know, I mean, they seem to have gone a little bit strange. I'd, what can you say? I don't know what to say. Okay, so Stanley, question number four: Do the Saudi shows hurt the WWE storyline telling? No, because it's just more. It's just crap on crap. The sto- the story. So the only Saudi thing that that um, hurts them is the fact that they're in Saudi, and it's absolutely appalling. We've got the same issue going on over here with the sports company. Um, have bought Newcastle United out in the English Premier League, and they're, they're a Saudi company, and they get Newcastle are getting an inordinate amount of displeasure, shall we say, from the whole country. They don't give a crap because they've got 300 million to spend. What they don't seem to realise and have forgotten is no players are going to go there. That's another story. But no, the it's like everything else with money. The, the individuals benefiting it don't care. The storylines can go screw themselves because the storylines are crap in the first place, Sean. And you know that and I know that. Let's face it, Goldberg's in one. That's not going to be a good match. My reason for bringing this up was last week on Monday Night Raw, we had Big E and Drew McIntyre versus the Uso, yeah. and it was a fresh match. And I'm looking like, I want to see this. And you end up with the typical WWE booking of two people who may face off for the title. They can't get along, yet they're baby faces. Can they not just put their differences aside for one match and beat the Usos? Oh, no, 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 no. They can't. And oh, by the way, other point. Remember Monsur and Mustafa Ali? They were a tag team on the rise until about, say, halfway through last, last week's Monday Night Raw when they turn on each other. What do you want me to say? We've seen this so many times, it's rubbish. It's ru- they couldn't couldn't book a library. Um, you know, it's it, it's appalling. But, no, I, I it's Thursday. The time suits, I may watch some of it. I don't know yet. Because um, I can. 
because I've got the network over here. Um, but, and Thursday's probably my quietest day of the week. I've got to write a quiz for one of my other little um, businesses, so I might as well have it on in the background while I'm doing it. And also it helps if one of us watches it from the point of view of, you know, future reference for the show, even though you've got Greg, Greg next weekend. Good, good luck, Greg. I, I, I don't know what to say because I, I find anything to do with Saudi Arabia abhorrent. Um, so, um, you know, I'm firmly in the, the corner that WWE shouldn't even be there in the first place. I agree with you, David. I believe they should just hand the money right back over to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and tell them to have a great day. Yeah, I wouldn't have even told him that. That wouldn't be the words I would use, but you're much nicer than me. Danny, question number five. We're going back to NXT UK last week because it was the first time they had a limited crowd in the arena, and it was properly spaced like six feet apart, and I was trying to count how many people they had, and I wanted to say they had like around 100 people, maybe. Yeah, I think that's a fair, that's a fair estimate, Sean. Um, I don't think it helped. Um, I was looking forward to this, and I was looking forward to seeing an audience back, and I actually don't think it helped. It's one of the few occasions where I've seen it, and I think they either put more in and do whatever COVID protocol they need to do, or not bother. Because it is a small area, obviously it's a, it's a it's a filming it's a film studio, but no, not for me. I didn't. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the show. It's in my top five um, again because it is one of the better shows on TV. And I happened to watch it after watching some complete and utter dog dirt garbage. Um, but more on that in a bit. No, I don't think it helped. Yeah, I would say you're absolutely bang on. There was probably 100 to 150 maximum. David, I was thinking, coming into this, it would be kind of like watching NST 2.0. So I was thinking, okay, it's going to be kind of like that level number of people. Now I saw they had yeah. like so few people, and I was going like, if I was the person, I would have had them all on like one side like the NWA yeah. does, not shown on TV, just had the sound. Yeah. And that would have made the show just a bit better, but visually, you see there's only a few people there, then they don't make that much noise either, and you're just going, okay. Yeah, you, you, you're absolutely bang on. I can't argue with any of that. Um, putting them together, as the NWA does um, behind the hard camera, dress one at the front look, looking like Father Christmas, no matter what year it is, um, in whatever colour. Um, you know, and you've got the perfect audience, but yeah. Um, no, it, it was a bit of a letdown, to be fair. Fortunately, I, I found the wrestling good in the show again. Okay, sixth and final standing question this week. Which match of Brian Downs do you like better? Was it Suzuki versus oh. Donald Brownson, or was it Bobby Fish versus Brian Donaldson? Which one? like both. They're both in my top five. Um, but Suzuki, the one against Suzuki was just, wow. It was just, just blow, blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. And I thought it'd be good. By Christ, was it? I actually thought it was better than his, his match with Omega. David, I thought that match between Suzuki and Brian Danielson should have been the main event of actual Rampage. <laughs> I'm going like, it was the best thing they had in two hours. I'm like, that should have been the end of the show. Yeah, yeah I could, could have made event full gear, mate. It, it was that good. And the interesting side note here, if you watch that match with Suzuki, you see Brian Danielson get a mean streak. And it was yep. kind of entertaining because he had this callback where he does the surfboard and he guy gets to the rope. Referee's coming. One, two, three. He turns to the ref. I know I got four. And he stomps on four. Right. Okay. Side point here. You've raised a good point. Danielson Main Street. 
I know the book's uh, an acquired taste, but I've read the book, um, Killing the Business, and I actually quite like the book because what I liked about it, I got an insight into when they were like the top men in pro wrestling gorilla. And they both talk freely about where they're doing this tag match. I can't remember the show, the pay-per-view, but they were at their peak and they were trying to turn from heel to baby. And they were facing Danielson before he gone to, I don't know, I'm sure it's before he went in between ring of honor and WWE and Davy Richards and Davy Richards and Danielson went out to get them heat to get themselves heat to put the books over but they did it and they absolutely battered the books and both Matt and Nick are saying during the match whoa boys you know not so stiff not so stiff not so stiff and like they're getting we, we're getting you over we're getting you over with the crowd because they absolutely crucified them in the match and it was interesting that that Nick and Nick and Matt have referred to this in Brian's return to AEW, that they've ha- actually sat down with him and talked that particular match through to make sure there's no backstage heat. Well, I kind of enjoy this version of Brian Danielson that we're getting to see right yeah. now. With the right person, it's absolutely fantastic. With the right person, yeah. Um, I'd like to see him with, well, it looks like we might be getting him and Moxley very soon, possibly for full gear. Spoiler alert. If you search the internet really easily, you could probably find a whole list of Full Gears uh, card if you want to. Just say, <laughs> wink, wink. Thank you, Tony Khan. Yeah, Mr. Khan made a slight boo-boo, didn't he? It's time for Dud's Dud of the Week. What has set him off this week? Well, David, speaking of slight boo-boos, what is your Dud of the Week? Right. Oh, boy. Right. And I hate to do this, and I really do. Let's get this straight. I'm not going to enjoy doing this. I watched a wrestling program this week that was, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the worst 45, take the adverts out, hours of wrestling that I have ever seen, bar none. And that hour was N- that hour was NWA power, right? I'm sorry, and I, I am genuinely sorry to be doing this. David, I agree with you this week. It was the worst show I watched this week. I'm glad about that. I am actually genuinely relieved because I've not gone out on this to offend anyone. But I sat and watched this and it was the biggest pile of dog dirt I have seen in ages. And I'm going to... Points that immediately sprung to me. I made the point the previous week of Austin Idol. Didn't enjoy Austin Idol on the commentary booth. Didn't get him. Got Trevor Murdoch. So they opened up the three-man booth and I'm like, oh, okay. Now, I'm going to talk about Trevor Murdoch here. Sean, do you watch The Big Bang Theory? I occasionally do. Yes, I do. So you know most of the major characters in there? Yes. This is not a setup. I'm asking because it's, it's, it's a point I'm going to make. Yeah, go ahead. But think, tre- think Trevor Murdoch on Tuesday night and think Bert the Geologist in Big Bang Theory. They're the same person. Absolutely the same person. Even though Murdoch was talking like him. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I've just got this image of Bert the Geologist playing wrestler in front of me. He was awful. Really, really awful. Then they opened with a tag match with Hawks and Sal Renaro in it, and they couldn't get anything right. They're pushing Hawks and his son, and his son shouldn't be anywhere near a wrestling building, let alone a wrestling ring. That match stunk. Absolutely stunk. Then we had Kylie Ray jiggering about 
along with... And poor Melina's stuck between these two awful characters looking at each other and going, how the hell did I get here? Tom Latimer gave an, uh, an interview. Tom Latimer should never give interviews anyway. I like Tom Latimer. I like him as a person. I love Bram. I love Tom Latimer. Um, but he shouldn't be allowed to interview. The interview about um, Nick Aldis was just awful. And Camille just stood there like a piece of redwood with saggy boobs. Um, this is just, by the time, I mean, the main event, what was that main event all about? Please tell me. Well, they, they, you know, it's, it's 605, you know, they've got six minutes and five seconds. Great little gimmick. Great little gimmick for that belt, but we're not going to touch each other for the first four minutes. Um, just awful, awful, awful programming. I hated every second of it. And I was thinking, you know what? I feel like Camille is feeding him line by line here because of the way of his pacing. But I was like, it's the only thing I can enjoy in the show because everything else just stunk. Oh, it was awful. I'm actually glad because, right, genuinely, hand on heart, we banter some weeks, we disagree, we make jokes of it on social media, and I had a genuine moral dilemma before doing this recording about whether to actually do it or not. So I'm actually glad that as a pro... Now, I'm praying and hoping, I'm not giving up with the NWA, because over the last two years, I've seen more good NWA than anything else. So I'm not... It's not like NXT where it's right down the crapper. Um... The, the, you know, there's too much talent there for it to be, you know, not good, not good again. But that one particular episode, it was just like, oh my God. And that's probably why I enjoyed NXT UK so much, Sean, because I, um, I followed it up by watching, I watched NWA Power, then watched NXT UK. And then it was just like a palate cleanser. I got you. I got you. So let's move over to the top five moments of the week. It's RFPW's Top 5 Moments of the Week. David, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, I'm, I'm, and these are in no particular order. Well, there is. There's a, there's a standout. Number one's Danielson Suzuki, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. That could be number one in any week, any week, any year. It was just... We, we, we held off recording because of Danielson Bobby Fish, which I enjoyed. That's at number three for me. Um... I loved that as well, but Danielson Suzuki was just wonderful. Um, punk number two, Punk uh, Matt Seidel. Number four for me is NXT UK, and number five is a little bit of a random one, which really, really amused me and actually balances the NWA power a little bit. James Storm gets my number five wrestling moment of the week because um, there's footage on YouTube and on social media of he got booked for a show in in uh, the Deep South where he is. You're pro- probably closer to you. Be- um, he turns up and the promoter tells him I can't, I'm sorry, I can't pay you so he's like right okay um, I'm not going to perform and all he does he got a slab of beer and sat with the fans and watched the show of those that did perform and there's a lot of obviously fan footage phone fan footage of him with his slab of beer, um, having a beer with the fans um, while the show goes on and he just doesn't t- doesn't take parks, he wasn't getting paid but he just goes and sits himself in the bleachers with the fans, so, you know, doing selfies, signing the odd autograph but just once the show started, right lads it's my beers, I'm watching the show and I just thought, I, I like James Storm, like that was that's fantastic, that made me chuckle Okay David, that was a good one because I haven't seen that, I'm going to have to go look at that Go find it mate, it's out there I'm going to count down from my 5 to my number 1 moment my number five moment yep. is going to surprise you because it comes from SmackDown. It's a pairing of Shayna Baszler with Sonya Deville. I think them together could be a good tag team. Okay. 
My number. I'm not arguing with you, mate. I'm listening. My number four moment is MJF calling out Darby Allen, knowing for a fact that he beat Darby Allen up a week before. But when Sting comes out, that brave lion that is MJF, he heads to the hill faster than me trying to defend the Churchill Cup. <laughs> my number three moment of the week, and the only reason it's the number three moment of the week is because my other two are probably just a bit better, is Heyman Page's promo we got. Because I thought that was a great promo this week. I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, it didn't... It didn't... Me, personally, it didn't smack me in the gob and... Like, but but there was other better things, as you say. There was other better things. Now, my number two moment of the week, you had it, I think, at number two as well. It's CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. That match was a clinic. It's something that you should go back and watch because it was enjoyable. And the only thing that could beat it was actually Daniel Bryanson having two matches on back to back nights, and that's my number one. And I enjoyed both matches. So, Suzuki versus Daniel Bryanson. Bobby Fish versus Daniel Bryson are my number one moment of the week because I enjoyed about 30 minutes of wrestling this week, and it's because of Daniel Bryson. <laughs> Mate, listen, I, we're not we're not going far wrong when we don't we don't discuss this prior to recording, and we both put the same number one and same number two. I I, I can live with that. That's um that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, to try and keep it fresh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't discuss um a lot of this show so it's um it's more natural and more natural life so sean the stunning one and myself must be doing some things right if we are picking the same number one and two moment of the week in the terms of wrestling speaking of the churchill cup mr champion it's time for you to defend is it what am i winning from again this week we got to pay bound for glory oh do we have to oh yes we do oh Damn, you always do me on impact. It's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. You always do me that. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, no, can we just miss Bound for Glory out? No, and do you want some more bad news? I have the number one pick. I don't mind that. That doesn't ever bother me. Well, it, well no, that's not true. Um, obviously, you prefer... Yeah, but anyway, go on. Let's do it. Let's... Oh, God, I've just looked at the guard. It's a cracker, isn't it? Ding, ding. With the stunning one's first pick, I'm going to the knockout tag team championship match. That's going to be Decay versus the Inspiration making their Impact debuts. So, yes, give me Australia's greatest national treasure because the Inspiration is going to beat Decay. What a name. Yeah, the Iconics to the Inspiration. Um... In that case, can I pick Braun Strowman to uh, to make his debut? Would I get a point for that if I pick that Braun Strowman's going to debut at Brown for Glory? That smells like desperation. <laughs> I As love you more than any put me. <laughs> I reckon he will. Mark my, I tell you what, it's a spoiler. Mark my words. Irrelevant of the Churchill Cup, I reckon Braun Strowman at some point comes out. I'll just leave that with you. All right, Sean. Sean. Go ahead. Yeah, what here. credit will I get if that happens? The same as uh, I got for the fact that uh, Josh Grissom actually won the match before he lost the match. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I'll let you have that. Um, all right, I'm going to go with the Impact Singles Championship, and I'm going to take Deanna Perazzo to retain over Mickey James. Ooh, I didn't think you were going to go that direction. Okay, that's fine. That would have been a later pick for myself. 
And that would mean I'm going to go to the Impact World Championship, Christian Cage versus Josh Alexander. I'm taking Josh Alexander to win the title. If it's any consolation, I would have taken that as well. I would have done that. Uh, tournament final, three-way match for the Impact Vacant X Division. I'm, t- I'm picking... Uh, you've got Steve Macklin, El Fantasmo, Trey Miguel. I'm going to Trey Miguel. Okay. So, I'm going to go over here to probably the worst possible match ever in the history of matches. <laughs> the tournament final for the intergender six-way match for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Uh, give me Team Chelsea Green. Yeah, I can see why. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, what... <laughs> it's a hell of a card. It really is a hell of a card. Right, I'm going to um, I'm gonna pick Heath and TBA um, over Violent by Design, mate. Okay, so there's the Collier Shot Gauntlet, which probably is the last match we get to pick, and which I get to pick. I'm going to go out on a limb and... You know what? This might put me behind, but give me Chris Saban to win this thing for some odd reason. No, no, no. Right, okay. It's going to be one of five people. Um, I would have gone with Moose or Morrissey, but I can see why you went Saban. Saban's had a push um, recently, so that's that's an that's an educated guess, mate. It's just that it's impact we're dealing with, um, but I I can't fault you. I, I can't genuinely fault that effort. Well. How do you feel about Greg making your picks for Halloween Havoc? I get the swear, Joe. You're going to need a bleep here because I, I, I can't hold this one back. That's fucking evil. You don't have faith in Greg making the picks for you? I'm, I'm happy. For, of course I'm happy for Greg to make the picks. Don't you take the mickey. I'm watching you. I'm happy for Greg to pick, pick for me. I'm happy for Mr. Oliver. Greg, if you're listening to this, which I'm no doubt Sean will get you to, I have 100% faith in you, Greg. You pick Halloween Havoc for me, because I hate NXT anyway. So you'll never offend me. Okay, Mr. Smart Mart. First news <laughs> item this week, the WWE has slashed ticket prices for Raw at yeah. U- UBS Arena in Long Island just days after the fact that they're getting outperformed by AEW at the same venue. Yeah, I, I, we called it, mate, we called it. We called it weeks ago. So all that does is make us look like the wrestling geniuses that we are um, and smug. Well, you were a bit a Norse Adamas here, maybe, because my second news item this week was from WrestlingNews.co. And possibly a former WWE champion signing with Impact Wrestling. And that would have been Braun Strowman. So you were right on there. I do believe we will see Braun Strowman at Bound for Glory. Even though we yep. don't want to. Yeah. Um I've got I, I can watch it. Um am I going to um what's it this weekend, isn't it? Yes it is. It's this weekend. See, in, the- in theory, I could. I could. What I could do, we could get in our nice hotel room, go out for a nice meal, because um, we have got the meals booked in the hotel. Then at one o'clock, I can wake my daughter and wife up and say, "Come on, we're going to watch Impact Bound for Glory," and then probably get sent home, put on the next train back home in the morning. 
Um, I might tablet. I might watch it. I've, I'm checking. I'm checking obviously electronic devices with Fight TV on. Um, and I've got all my accounts, so I might watch it on the tablet if I'm awake. In fact, no, I don't. Let, let's face it. I probably will watch it because I I'm a sucker for stupid debuts, and I do genuinely think Strowman's going to debut in Impact Wrestling. Okay, so my third news story of the week is from. It's kind of a bit of a war of words. Are we back in a wrestling war because Matt Kasser fired some shots at top dollar? Yeah, but he did, was, didn't he? It was after the show in Miami. After Dynamite went off the air, he came out and he talked about wanting to beat Tony Khan like they did NXT. Then he went on to say he reps better than top dollar. And there you go. Um, no. I like wrestling. Like you, we're of a certain age group. We're of a certain sensibility. I was talking, it's funny, ladies and gentlemen, just bear with me with this. I was talking about my my good, uh, the, the Knoxville night um, over there, the stunning one, to a friend of mine. We had visitors over the weekend, which caused me to drink a large amount of gin and craft beer. But that's a story for another day. And I was talking about this podcast because he was genuinely intrigued about both myself and Sean and our backgrounds to wrestling. And I had to try and explain that an old school wrestling fan, which I'd consider both Sean and myself to be, um, has a certain outlook on the way they like their sports entertainment. And being from Knoxville, I explained the tradition and I explained my tradition coming through the world of sport era, uh, you know, and I, I was telling him about the Knoxville uh, Sportatorium and, you know, and all, all the good stuff, Deep South and all that. And, and he, you know, genuinely interested. So all it tells you is that we like our wrestling to have a little edge, a little bit of realism, a little bit of proper, you know, suspense, suspension of disbelief used to be the common phrase. This was not anything like that. It was playground shite. And that's all it was. AEW have not done much wrong lately, to be fair to them. Um, can't fault them recently. They are. I actually look forward to watching their programming, which it's been a long while since I've looked forward to watching wrestling programming. This wasn't one of their finest moments. It was playground stuff. You know, send MJF out and do it. You believe him. You'd half believe him. Max Caster, I'm sorry. You I, you know, I just can't, Sean. And hopefully you'd understand why. Okay, I understand why you would think that. But also this week, Roman Reigns went on record saying that he could literally whip anybody's butt in AEW. And later on, oh, by the way, a certain MMA fighter that just happened to make his debut match on Rampage said... Oh, by the way, give me the address of that club that you can beat me out of, and I'll be there. I tell you what, in all seriousness, not so much the MMA guys, because obviously there's a couple of ex-world heavyweight champions in there, ex-UFC world heavyweight champs in there. Um, you know, you've got Paige Van Sant, who's one of the t toughest women going, for real, irrelevant sports entertainment. The one person out of AEW I'd like to see take Roman upon that, that challenge... Brian Cage, and have a real fight with Brian Cage, and think about it. Um, you know, I I got a lot of respect for Roman as a performer. He's come through a lot, and he's done a lot, and he is literally practically carrying the WWE on his own. 
But you don't want to be doing that because there's always someone bigger, there's always someone harder, there's always someone who can hit harder. And, you know, I've had a sore jaw and a black eye occasionally in my lifetime when you think you're Bobby Big Balls. And, no, you, Roman, that was stupid. And I like Roman at the moment. I've got no issue with him, but, no, that's obviously not the case. Well, I really feel like Roman was just being a character, and I feel like that had yeah. some sprinklings of Paul Heyman idea behind it. So I was like, okay, I can see why he said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, he's probably been told to by Vince or one of the, the big weeks have said, oh, Roman, look, 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 look. Come on. Give him something back. Give him something back. We'll do it like this. It's just bollocks. It's playground shit. And I don't, you know, Roman Roman knows damn well that, you know, Roman's a Samoan, you know. He's, he's probably brought up with a rugby ball. He's probably, you know, he'd be a tough dude. But to say there's no one in AEW that, you know, that's just ridiculous. Well, David, tomorrow on Finland Youth Radio, I won't be on due to some previous obligations I got for myself. And also, I'm recovering from a bad sinus infection. So, I will take a one-week hiatus. And I will be back very soon on Finland Youth Radio. But I know you're going to cover it oh so well. Yes, mate, yeah. I mean, if you can't... If, if I've got no studying section, well... Um, it's funny, actually, because I've got news for you, because you don't know this, and we, we've got to talk about it before I go away. That's absolutely fine, because the following Tuesday, you're doing the whole show. Oh, oh, yes, I'm so ready for this, this sunny takeover. But, oh, it wa- hour it wa- of <laughs> British radio under the control of the sunny one. Oh, this kid, the well, only end in greatness. Uh, right, now now I've told you that, and I need to calm me down. We'll, we'll finish the podcast, and I'll tell you what you actually need to do. <laughs> But yes, next week's show is all yours. I had ironically had clearance this morning to um, to discuss with you this afternoon based on around scheduling and timing, and um, I've got some um, I've got some parameters for you to go mad in. Wait, parameters? Why are you talking about parameters? I'm the patron saint well, of dining. Just say goodbye to the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of David the Smart Mart, your current Churchill Cup champion, I am simply your Patron Saint is stunning. Wishing you a stunning rest of your week. Cheers, guys. See you soon. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.